0: Hello, beautiful soul. My name is James Zander. Before we begin this episode, I invite you to download my free mushroom trip checklist. This is a free PDF guide that dives into everything you need to know for your next psychedelic trip, what to do before your trip, during your trip, and after your psychedelic journey. Head over to mushroomchecklist.com to download it for free or use the link in the show notes. And now, enjoy this episode. I want to see what happens if you get one in eight people on earth on the frequency of the shrooms and with the intention of love and to see Like, what is that going to do to the planet? What does it look like when one eighth of the world's population is connected to these powerful medicines? And we're already seeing this, I think, this revolution of the shrooms and ayahuasca and people are discovering it more and more. And I want want to accelerate that. I want to see what does it look like when most of the planet is operating on that frequency? Um, I think it's really exciting. Hello, beautiful soul. Welcome back to the channel where we dive into psychedelics, spirituality, and mindset. Today, I have a special treat for you. I was recently interviewed by Jessica Meister. Jessica runs The Magic and the Modern Psychonaut podcast. What I loved about this podcast is that Jessica asked some really brilliant questions, and I love it when a conversation takes me to new places. In this episode, we dive into the 1 billion humans mission to get the whole world connected to mushrooms. What first brought me to mushrooms and what inspired me to pursue this mission? My first LSD experience and how that affected me. My experience with ayahuasca and how I navigated my ayahuasca ceremonies. The legality of psychedelics and does it even make sense for plants to be illegal. Why my first DMT trip was so life-changing for me. The importance of integration. How psychedelics can unlock more sovereignty. How one book by Abraham Hicks started my whole spiritual journey. Moving through timelines and dimensions and how mushrooms can actually show us future timelines and much more. Thank you, Jessica, for having me on your podcast. I truly enjoy this conversation, and I'm delighted to be able to share it with all of you. Enjoy this episode.
1: Welcome back, Psychonauts. Today, I have James Zander. I found through the interwebs because I googled psychedelics and came up with this man who is on a mission to get a billion people on the planet to all take a magic mushroom at once. And I have so many questions about this too, but I heard this and I was like, who is this guy? I got to talk to him and I would love to help him on his mission and spread this as wide as we possibly can. So James is also a podcast host, psychedelics explorer, consciousness seeker, And I've listened to quite a few of his podcasts and his story and the people that he's interviewed have been so incredible. So I'm so excited to get to know you more and dive into your journey more. And welcome, James, to the podcast.
0: Thank you, Jessica. Thank you for having me on your pod and for listening to my podcast. It means a lot to me.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, as soon as I heard a billion people, and I got asked because I was telling people that we were interviewing today, and they were like, what is his goal? Like, what does he want to happen? And then also, (laughs) does it have to be a microdose or a macrodose? And I was like, ooh, good questions, because I would love to know the answer to that.
0: I want to see what happens if you get one in eight people on earth on the frequency of the shrooms and with the intention of love and to see like what is that going to do to the planet Yeah. and what is it going to do to the planet if a billion people are educated about the power of these plant medicines mm-hmm. so whether they take a microdose or a macrodose or even another plant medicine what does it look like when one eighth of the world's population is connected to these powerful medicines what are we operating on the, the consciousness of the planet i feel like and we already seeing this i think this revolution of the shrooms and ayahuasca and and people are discovering it more and more and i want i want to accelerate that i want to see what does it look like when most of the planet or or a, a chunk of the planet is operating on that frequency um i think it's really exciting and i think for the macro versus micro the the way i envision it is People doing a regular dose. So, whether that's one gram to three grams, whatever that looks for people, whatever they feel comfortable with. But of course, if someone wants to do a microdose, or even if they just want to meditate during the trip and they don't want to do psychedelics, yeah. even just the intention of connecting with that group energy, I think is super powerful.
1: Yeah. And like you've heard about, I'm sure you've heard about when they get like a ton of people worldwide to meditate.
0: Yeah, yeah. So as
1: soon as I heard like adding in the mushrooms, I was like, we would raise the vibration of this planet like to a <laughs> next level. Like, how do we make this happen?
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, we would. I think we would break the simulation.
1: <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> there goes the matrix. Oh, shit.
0: <laughs> and some people have sort of pushed back on the idea. They've said, you know, It sort of ties back to that thing of like, if we give politicians LSD, will the world really change? And Mm -hmm. I I see their point in that people have to be ready for it. So I think the first step of the mission is really to get the education part out there. Mm -hmm. Let's educate a billion people. And then whoever is ready to go on this journey and they, you know, it has to be obviously by consent, whoever is ready to jump into this, then let's start building this tribe of people. And it might take a lifetime to reach that 1 billion, but let's start with 100, uh, 1,000, 10,000, a million. You know, just a million people uh, doing a worldwide trip would be amazing. Amazing.
1: Yeah. Have you gotten small groups of people together to, like, try and, like, you're – because you're living in Bali right now. So I'm sure you know people worldwide. Have you tried to get people – like a certain amount together. We're yet, gonna do. Or?
0: We're gonna do the first group trip. I think I was gonna do it either this month or next month. So, so that's happening.
1: Please let me know. <laughs>
0: yes, yes, yes. I would love to have you join.
1: Yeah, I have people in Spain. I have people in Costa Rica. Like all over the place. So let's let's do it. That would totally let's be do into it.
0: This. I'm oh. thinking like a, a full moon or some sort of like lunar mm. event that we could all sort of vibe vibe into
1: oh uh i'm thinking winter solstice just came
0: Mm. but that's Mm. december
1: so right
0: right we might do let's do a trial run in november and then winter solstice in december
1: that sounds great just opening up the doors to the new world like let's go
0: Yeah. Sounds amazing.
1: Okay. So for my audience that has no idea who you are and for myself also, Mm -hmm. I am so curious, like what brought you on this beautiful journey of like where you are now? What brought you to all these places and spaces?
0: Yeah. um, I think the way my psychedelic journey started was actually with a weed edible, which is Mm -hmm. (laughs) technically not a psychedelic, but what it did for me uh, was it opened up my perception of reality because weed kind of shifts your consciousness a little bit, uh, sometimes a lot. but but mm-hmm. for me, that little weed edible was so important because it allowed me to feel into what does it feel like to have my consciousness shifted. And the next experience was LSD and mm-hmm. it was me and a friend were camping and he said, you know do you want to try this? And I was so innocent I, I thought, Um, are we allowed to mix coffee with, because, you know, we drank some coffee in the morning and I'm like, is it okay if we take the LSD now? I don't know. What if it, there's a bad reaction. And, um, and so we took it and it was such a beautiful trip because it was in nature surrounded by, by trees. There was a light rain going on and every drop of the rain felt like music as it hit the leaves and, and just the connection with yourself, the universe, nature that lsd trip really opened things up for me and from there the adventure continued with mushrooms and then dmt and then uh in 2022 i did ayahuasca for the first time and that was that was where the one billion humans mission was born because in the ayahuasca trip i connected so deeply with uh the grief of the planet because at the time people were still very divided uh i mean actually, we're we're always kind of a little bit divided, you know, depending on what's going on in the world. And I felt, how can it be that we're all one big family, you know, like we should, we're all one race, we're all one big family, we should all be connected. And I thought, I asked Mother Aya, what can we do to unite the planet? Because a leader, not going to work, a politician, not going to work, one book. Not necessarily going to work unless people are ready for it. So, and then Mother Aya said, well, what worked for you personally? I was like, ooh, what worked for me was connecting with the plants. Because when you connect on shrooms to yourself, it's not a guru. It's not a book. It's not even a mentor or a teacher. It's you and you. It's you and your higher self. It's you and the mushrooms. And so whatever messages and wisdom you receive on that plane, you receive them deeper. And I thought, "Wow, if a billion people communicated with themselves on mushrooms, that that will unify the planet because by connecting deeper with yourself, then that that allows you to connect deeper with other people.
1: Mm-hmm. We're going to have a great conversation. I'm so excited
0: about this. You you know you're on the vibe because you've you've been exploring shrooms and h- how was your psychedelic journey <clears throat> beginnings? I'm so curious.
1: Oh my goodness, mine started obviously recreationally, like most of us, when I was a kid. So then I stopped it, and when I went and lived in Costa Rica for a little bit, that's when it just I called me, but I wasn't mm-hmm. ready. So I actually slept through my first ceremony. I only purged twice, oh, uh, yeah, wow. once the first day and then once the second day. And then it was like I was sleeping the whole time besides the healing. So I, I, it was a lesson of you thought you were ready, but I'm going to show you that you're not. So she kind of kicked my ass as she does. But then the second ceremony, I got this huge message because at first I was like, I'm not going back. Like, I just felt nauseous. That was a waste of money. But then a couple of YouTubers were hosting in Costa Rica. So I was like, well, I want my ego got me there. And I want to meet them and I want to sit in ceremony with them. And that ceremony was actually like the ceremony that I was like, I get it. Mm-hmm. I, she showed me everything that I've been suppressing and putting down. Like, as you're saying, the weight of the world, like I cried for like 45 minutes. I, I honestly don't know how long it was, but it felt like 45 minutes and it wasn't me. Like it was, it was the consciousness. It was what's going on in the world. And this would have been um, March of 2022. So, Mm. yeah. And it was, it was so powerful that it was like, okay, what else is out there? And then when I came back to Canada, I started working with psychedelics and I was like, oh, not planning it. And it just happens, right? Like it unravels and it shows you. What you're supposed to see and the medicines that you're supposed to work with, and when you're listening and you're doing it in that ceremonial space, it's it'll blow your mind. Mm-hmm. I yeah. love what
0: you said. It's like it shows you what you most need to see. Mm-hmm. And I uh, like what you described about like just crying for forty five minutes. That definitely <laughs> happened to me as well. Of yeah, um, there was like grief from the collective, also grief from the personal things. I i had dealt with but i mm. hadn't really and now Aya was like you're gonna look at this for the next eight hours and actually it freaked me out because i was like if this is gonna be this for eight hours <laughs> i'm not gonna survive no, tonight i
1: don't wanna
0: i i mean like i i'm i wanted but it's it's so it's so intense it's so much and um because i had done mushrooms before it grounded me a little bit because i remembered on mushrooms it's never the same for 8 hours there's always a high and a low and there's a there's an ascent there's a descent i thought okay maybe this is like a very bumpy ascent and i yeah. need to hold on and and grab hold of the guardrails and 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 hope that uh just sit with it and surrender that was a big lesson mm-hmm. from aya surrender surrender mm-hmm. just let Uh, let yourself feel the emotion because that is the work we Mm -hmm. we spend our sober life day-to-day existence not really looking at our emotions Mm -hmm. um, or distracting ourselves with food with sex with social media with whatever drug of choice you know Mm -hmm. we're we're going for that's the drug you know people think psychedelics are the drug but the drugs are all around you it's the coffee you drink every day it's the Uh, the argument you get into because you're addicted to the toxic toxicity of some relationship or some friendship. And so um, psychedelics are such a great wake up call of like, hey, wake up. Let's do the real work now.
1: Yeah. And I know that your platform obviously brings you to like social media and that stuff. But on a personal level, how much time do you spend on social media?
0: Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. I try to stay, so I stay away from TikTok entirely because I can oh, tell it's, it's just, it's not good for us. Instagram is sort of the bane of, of, uh, of my existence because it's so, um, I like it to connect with friends, but it just pulls you in so quickly mm-hmm. with the reels and the short form content. So I try to mostly just use it to share the message that I want to put out there and, um, yeah not not look at it too too much yeah
1: yeah i i have limits on my phone because i have no self-control (laughs) but once the limits on there it's like okay i'm done
0: yeah yeah i try to also what helps is like replacing so if you're gonna if you need a break because sometimes we need breaks and we just Mm. reach for our phone so Mm -hmm. i've started training myself to like let's pick up the kindle and that's you know if you need a break go read if you need a break just lie down on the bed and meditate for fifteen minutes. You know, just tr- truly churn off because these um, doom scrolling and just looking for the next dopamine hit—that's mm-hmm. not—that's not resting.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree for sure. Okay, so let's get into like the really big questions.
0: <laughs> okay, like, I'm ready. The one
1: that the one that you said that you love talking about, and I'm definitely adamant about this too—about making a plant illegal like oh my goodness and the friend of mine that we do ceremonies together we also talked about this on another episode and it's just it blows my mind so in your opinion where do you think it came from why did they do it and how do we like get more information out there so people realize the power
0: i think it came from so i'm i'm of two minds there's the there's the opinion of like it could be just pure incompetence that like Mm -hmm. for example the government might be banning these things just along with every other drug because they they lump it into the same schedule one or whatever schedule it is um uh, whatever class of drug it is but then there's the other side of it of like well if if people are connecting with these plants and they're discovering their own divinity they're discovering their own power that's not really good for having authority over them because suddenly you're no longer the authority. Their own soul is their authority. Their own connection to God is is their authority. So I think um, it helps people to keep people in this matrix, in this illusion of you have to go do this and this is your life plan and this is how life is lived in society. When people are a little bit disconnected from themselves, it's easier to control them. Mm-hmm. So, and I think that's changing. I think that that the beauty of it is that you can't keep the truth hidden for long. So mm-hmm. eventually, everyone hears about psychedelics, yeah, uh, and they get to choose: Do I want to go down this rabbit hole? And the education, like you said, is is a big part of it because so many people still think that it's it's these terrible, terrible drugs that you know when in fact they're not addictive Mm. you can't even if you tried to do mushrooms every day it it wouldn't even work your tolerance would be would be shot so um so my mission with the podcast for example on the youtube is to help more people understand like hey if you're looking for a tool to grow to improve yourself to understand yourself deeper to uh understand your mind, understand, quiet your mind, you know to these these tools are there for you. and there's other tools like breath work and meditation, but psychedelics are they're so special. like they take you so deep, so fast. And one trip, I'm sure you you know this, you agree with this is like just one trip alone is enough to switch your mentality of the world forever. So even if you never touch mushrooms after the first trip, it's going to fundamentally change the way you view uh, the world, the way you view energy, the way you view frequency, uh, the way you view yourself. Like for me, that first um, LSD trip, instantly I understood, oh, all these authors that talk about frequency and energy, they're not just full of fluff. I'm actually seeing it. I'm seeing these frequencies. And that makes it so much deeper to go back to these books later on, because you're like, Well, I've had firsthand experience with the energy that they're talking about. So now when I read these books, it's no longer from a place of uh, skepticism, but a place of understanding, a place of um, curiosity, a place of let's go deeper into this.
1: So was that like, your obviously you're spiritual within like the vibration stuff that you're saying, would you consider yourself spiritual?
0: I would say so. Okay.
1: So with the LSD trip, was that when it like opened up that kind of view of, oh, there's more to this than I think?
0: For sure. Yeah, that that was cool. a key moment. I think the other really key moment was the first DMT trip, mm-hmm. um, which was very, uh, very light. It was not like a full breakthrough trip. Um, it was from a vape pen. They have these <laughs> DMT vape pens. Mm-hmm. And what it did for me was because the shift from uh, from zero to it's like zero to a hundred on DMT. And that it's so quick that that kind of shook my world and it really showed me like, wow, there's a whole layer of reality underneath reality. It's like Mm -hmm. the, the substrate of reality, the raw source code. And that was a big moment because I think that's where I really saw like frequency, like actual, I, I don't know how to describe it, but it's, it's, it's wild.
1: And how long ago was that?
0: I would say that was 20, it was either 2018 or 2019. Okay. So four four or five years ago.
1: It's like, everybody's kind of waking up at the same time. Like more and more people are waking up around the same time right now is what I'm seeing. Yeah. And it's so beautiful, especially with what's going on in the world right now, right? To see that we are all united and one consciousness and like, let's all figure it out. And the sooner we all figure it out sooner we'll do a bunch of mushrooms, <laughs> the better off the world will be.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, and I'll, I will mention, of course, that there is a lot of work that has to happen oh. after the trip to integrate. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. important. Um, yes. So it's not like you take the mushrooms and suddenly it's nirvana forever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a shortcut to understanding what is your path here. What do you most need to work on? What is the homework that? What Mm -hmm. is the? What is life asking of you? You Mm -hmm. That's that's the sense I get whenever I do a mushroom trip or, especially ayahuasca, Mm -hmm. it very very quickly centralizes me to this is what you need to be focused on. Forget, Mm -hmm. for example, forget the money or forget this or that. You need to work on your relationship with yourself, or you need to work on self love, or you need to work on, you know, whatever it is for people. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That integration piece. And it's like it's not an option. Like you can't just keep going to these ceremonies and thinking like this is helping me and this is changing my life. It's like, no, you actually have to go back into the matrix and do the work and change the way you feel about yourself. So yeah, it's non-negotiable, in my opinion.
0: So. Yeah. It's like how how do we bring it back to reality and weave it into our day-to-day life?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's so, so, so important. How psychedelics can unlock more sovereignty and thinking of what for oneself? I like that question.
0: So how psychedelics can unlock more sovereignty? They, well, like we were talking about, they plug you into your own power source. Mm -hmm. So you're no longer outsourcing your, your belief systems to some other authority. You are deeply connecting with your soul and what it most need wants you to know you're deeply connecting with your intuition and that changes you because then you start trusting yourself more Mm -hmm. so even if other people in your life or some outside authority says you should be doing this the psychedelics train you to always check in with yourself and you're like, should I be doing this? And then you check in and, and if you feel like what I'm doing, I'm on the right path. So no matter what someone says, I'm going to trust myself. So I think that that trust is really what is so integral. And because psychedelics, uh, they they connect you deeper to yourself, you end up having this deeper relationship with your own, uh, with your trust, with your ability to, uh, to trust yourself. Yeah. So, I would put it.
1: Yeah. And then the more you use your intuition, the more it's like, oh, I was right about it this time. I didn't listen to it this time. And then mm-hmm. gaining that relationship. Yeah. With your, yeah, gut have, you, have you
0: found, have you found your own relationship with your intuition uh, amplified through the use of psychedelics?
1: The psychedelics and my spiritual journey in general and the past, like, I've lived by myself for a year, which has been amazing to witness and experience because I was like, why am I doing this? This sounds lonely. This sounds horrible. And it clicked to me like literally the other day because I I can feel people's energies Mm -hmm. way more than ever before because I'm by myself so much. So when I feel somebody else shift, I'm like... That's not me. Like, I know it's not me. So it's fascinating to, and then working with psychedelics as well, I'm sure has, because your brain changes when you use them. So within both that combination, it's, you didn't listen to it last time. So this time you need to listen to the yes or listen to the no. So yeah, Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's wild. I'm like, how is this reality most days? So
0: Yeah it's such a gift it it opens you up to like you said more energy you can read mm-hmm. people better you can read situations better um so like for anyone listening who hasn't tried psychedelics it actually has a lot of practical benefits <laughs> like there's spiritual benefits for sure but also like in your day-to-day life and in your dealings with people you mm-hmm. become more perceptive more intuitive you make less hasty decisions you might ma- you make less wrong decisions because yeah. you're just plugged in to infinity to infinite knowledge to yeah. infinite intuition
1: yeah i i know a few people now that have started microdosing and obviously like the serotonin with the psilocybin on the periodic scale like they're one line apart from one Mm -hmm. another right so knowing that when you ingest this like it's literally bringing serotonin into your body in like um psilocybin way and i've seen shifts in people and other people also see shifts in them and i'm like i can't wait to see you a year from now to see Mm -hmm. how much has changed and what you've implemented in your life yeah yeah it's so cool uh i have a question because i've listened to so many of your podcasts that uh the friend that read the love yourself as if your life depends on it did you end up reading that book as well
0: yeah yeah i yeah that's a book by kamal ravikant um i have read it and i i have not been doing the practice consistently but i i did do it for a while when i read the book and um it's beautiful when you have, so for those that don't know, in the book, there is this sort of like a mantra that you repeat to yourself, I love myself. And it's like this over and over and over again, just to have like, um you know, our thoughts are like grooves. So you want to lay down new grooves in your mind. Um, And honestly, I think it can work with any affirmation. And I would say, if, if someone resonates with a very specific affirmation, like, I am healthy or I am um, I am blessed or like life is for me, you know, like whatever works for you, use that and repeat it in your mind over and over. Um, I think that can be very powerful.
1: And I like how your friend that also read the book, um, what's his name again?
0: Danny Miranda.
1: Danny Miranda. Yeah. If it's okay to mention him. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but how he said, just like repeating it over and over again even if you don't believe it like yeah. just keep repeating it and i was like oh i was like i need to go and get this book <laughs> like
0: it's great it's really mm-hmm. good
1: definitely a game changer and you have like so much knowledge and information when did your mind start really shifting within all of this stuff like was it after your first journey was it like mm. obviously it's still shifting but what was, like, yeah. the turning point?
0: Shifting in in what way?
1: And, like, spiritual, I got to learn more about this stuff. Like, yeah. what is what is this doing to me? Like, that type of way.
0: I think, okay, so I think the very first moment my mind was shifted was actually when I read the book, Ask and It is Given by Abraham oh. Hicks, mm-hmm. because that showed me the power of the mind and it kind of led me down into the spiritual uh mm. into the spiritual bookstore into the spiritual side of all the books around the the mind and consciousness and um so by the time i got to psychedelics i sort of kind of believed in all the like your mind creates reality but there was still that little bit of like hesitation mm. and i think what lsd and later on shrooms and DMT did for me was it was like the final puzzle piece where I just got it on this like deep level that was no longer just mental, but it was like a knowing that, yes, we create reality. And and the way it shows up, I think, and the way it shifts my mind is on the trips themselves, the lines between the inside reality and the outside reality really blur together. Mm-hmm. And synchronicities happen really quickly. And If you're like in a bad state in the trip, it instantly manifests like something starts going wrong in the outside world. Uh, And if you're in a really good space, it also manifests in a really uh, smooth trip. So just watching how my mind would create these stories and how it would instantly manifest on the trip in some way in either my own suffering or my own joy was it was like a classroom of manifestation or classroom of the mind and and i think that that helped a lot to yeah to shift me and then also i think what i like to mention is doing trips regularly like over a period of years once a month or once every two months whatever schedule that that you're intuitively guided to you just end up looking back you're like oh wow i have been shifting but it's almost imperceptible Because you go on this really high journey and then you come down you're like, did anything change? Like, I had a really amazing trip, but I still have these problems. I still have these insecurities. I have these challenges. But then after like a year of doing psychedelics on and off, you realize, hmm, the way I react to problems is way calmer. The way Mm -hmm. that my mind works is way quieter. Like, I can choose what to think rather than react to things. So, there's these imperceptible shifts that I feel happen on the mushrooms and other psychedelics, almost like even if you don't integrate, and I hesitate to say this because I want everyone to integrate, but I feel like even if you don't integrate, there is work being done in the background behind the mm-hmm. scenes, and you are being shifted. And you will look back a year from now, or let's say 10 trips from now, and be like, I am not the same character, I'm not the same avatar, I'm not the same personality there's shifts being made
1: yeah which is so who was james before all of this Mm. like before the first thc edible (laughs) (laughs) let's go all the way back there
0: um he was logical minded he wanted Mm. proof of all of these spiritual things um he was prone to overthinking um he would get caught up in these like whirlwinds of of thoughts and energy um that now I can just like step back and watch amused. <laughs> but back then I would be pulled into the drama <laughs> of of the mind and of reality. Mm-hmm. Um also like I went through a depression um in my early twenties because I lost a business and then subsequently also lost my entire net worth because of mm-hmm. some some bad decisions that I made and that really sent me into like a a deep depression for for many years and when I discovered psychedelics I think that's when the healing journey really began mm-hmm. um so it it slowly over a period of months and years just like it's like Uh, And Kamal describes it in the book, Love Yourself Like Your Life Depends On It. He's like, the point is not to create the light. It's to um, clean the windows of your soul so that the light gets to shine in. So I love that metaphor because it's like when you're in depression, it's like the curtains are closed and there's murky grime on the windows. And I think what psychedelics do is they just very patiently keep scrubbing those windows and eventually the clarity, the light, the love pours in and the healing starts to to happen.
1: I feel like I heard this on one of your podcasts, but I was also asked it, so I'd love to ask it here. Um, do you think every single person on the planet should take psychedelics? <sighs> Eight billion people or whatever number we're at
0: now. So so the re- this is such a good question because... I personally do think that everyone could benefit from it. <laughs> I really do. That being said, I also realize some people are in a very precarious mental condition. Some people might have, you know, are not necessarily ready or suited for for these type of explorations. So the reason I chose one billion, because I'm like, I know for sure one in eight can benefit. Yeah, right? One in yeah. eight? Absolutely, like I, I feel like one in eight people on the planet, they're, um, they are ready. The other seven billion, personally, I think they're also ready. But I am, you know, I'm gonna just ease off and and be like, you know, let's get a billion first and let's see, let's, let's see what happens. Small.
1: Let's start small. Let's start and small. Just like...
0: Yeah, yeah, but but it's a great question because I I know a lot of people think that or I I should say some people think not everyone is ready for it. And I think when you feel the call, I think that's, you're ready. So if you're listening to this and you've seen psychedelics pop up in your reality, that's for a reason. Nothing is by accident. So if DMT keeps coming up or mushrooms or ayahuasca, I would say to whoever is listening, go explore that breadcrumb. You know, it's like little breadcrumbs that reality is leaving for you to to follow this trail of breadcrumbs so don't ignore the signs and but also trust your gut like like for you with ayahuasca that first ceremony did you feel like you were ready or did you have a gut instinct that you needed to wait I, like i'm curious how that was for you
1: <clears throat> have you ever merged energies with somebody
0: <sighs> i don't know maybe
1: Good way to answer that question, hey? So- No one's ever asked me that. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. Um, So it, it was interesting because my roommate at the time was supposed to be going and she was talking about it for like a month and eating really healthy and doing the dieta and figuring out her ride. And I was like, yeah, like she's going, like this is for her, right? And then all of a sudden this massive shift happened And it ended up that I ended up going, but I was still eating really good. And like, I don't drink coffee and like my sugar and my salt is always usually really low. So it just, it was like, I'm supposed to. So it was like an instinct of, yes, you're supposed to go. But at the same time, she was supposed to go. And this happened more than once while we lived together, that she was Mm -hmm. supposed to go do things. And then I ended up doing them. And I was like, why does this keep happening
0: <laughs> wow yeah mm-hmm. so that's maybe a merging of energy or, or you're picking up um her energy so strongly that it's affecting your decisions and the opportunities that come to you and then invitations
1: yeah it even started affecting my sleep patterns so i was like this is fascinating to me
0: <laughs> yeah yeah you know what like you said you're living alone now night I so appreciate living alone as well, because when you start doing this work, you do become so sensitive. And -hmm. like even things like before this podcast, for example, I'm not going to do any other calls because Mm -hmm. if I someone says something, it's going to shift my energy like I need to be in a pure state, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And so same thing with like any anything else, like when I record my podcasts, I'm not going to like check my text or I'm not going to look at like because I don't want to receive energy when I'm not ready for it, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's really interesting how sensitive we become to energy. I feel like maybe everyone is sensitive to energy, but we've been desensitized. We've oh, learned, yes. we've been trained to um, not listen to our gut and maybe psychedelics open us up back to our original state, how we should be yeah. feeling and perceiving and, Um, awareness also comes to mind the word awareness like you just become more aware and once you're aware once you can see you can't unsee if that makes sense
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's that's so funny and i love that you're talking about like being in your own energy beforehand because like i told you before we got on it's thanksgiving and i was even i didn't listen to my intuition because i was like just stay home like you want to stay home and i was like no, just go, right, go and hang out with these people and it'll be nice to network. And then of course it put me in like this heightened state being in an uncomfortable energy. I love them 100%, but when you don't speak the language it's like, oh, I'm a little out of place where I am, mm. right? So yeah, listen, listen to those messages because they're there for a reason. And yeah. when you do live alone, you get them, they're very loud. listen to them
0: (laughs) i love how you say speak the language because i feel like Mm
1: -hmm. when i meet
0: someone uh and i look into their eyes i can actually kind of tell if they've done psychedelics or not or if they're like on a, or maybe or maybe like if they're on the spiritual path right so it's Mm. like you can just kind of tell if someone is speaking that language just by Mm -hmm. their level of presence and their level of attention their level of how how checked out are they how checked out of life are they or how checked into life are they how checked into your energy are they and um so i mean no don't test me on this people (laughs) like oh which psychedelic have i done (laughs) but you can kind of tell and i don't know if the same thing happens to you where now you look at people you can just sort of pick up certain things And you're like, I I feel like you're the type of person who does mushrooms. And then you talk Mm -hmm. to them and they just came back from an ayahuasca journey. And you're like, of course, of course. Of course. (laughs) Because you pick up that energy.
1: (laughs) That's beautiful. On this topic of psychedelics, what else have you worked with besides THC, DMT?
0: So this year, um, I was going to say this year I got into breath work, which has Mm. been really interesting because – I went into it not expecting anything and um, it's this guy called Brian Kelly and he has these breath work. I'm I'm
1: doing breath masters right now and I got the 9D kit.
0: (laughs) Oh, no way. That's amazing. I have not done the 9D, but there was this video that he did and it's like a 70 minute video and my friend sent it to me and he said, try this out. And one day I was having a tough time and I pulled up this video. I'm like, let's try it. And I'm, I'm on the bed, (laughs) breathing in, breathing out, doing the work. Um, It's hard work, too, like, you know, when you Mm -hmm. have not done it and you're not used to it. Nothing's really happening. And then, like, 70% of the way into the video, it just kicks in. And it's like like a mini DMT trip. And you're like, whoa, what is this? This is amazing. Like, just from breath to have that reset, that Mm connection— The, even like downloads pouring in from the universe and insights mm-hmm. and ideas. And so that, that was powerful to get into breath work. Um, for other psychedelics, so there's DMT, shrooms, LSD, ayahuasca, MDMA, although not technically a psychedelic, has been a, a beautiful, beautiful presence uh, in my life. Have not done it recently, but there was one time where I combined shrooms and MDMA Which
1: I need I need to know about this.
0: (laughs) So (laughs) what I don't necessarily recommend mixing things for people, but it was it was just the right setting in the right moment. And what happened was you get the wisdom from the shrooms, like the mysteries of reality, but you Mm -hmm. get the full open heart and the unconditional love from the MDMA. And when those two medicines merge, it it honestly feels like enlightenment for like two or three hours um it, it it's insane it's like going straight to godhead i felt so connected with my heart but then also channeling that shroom energy and it was like an overflowing of love and i literally couldn't hold it in i started calling up my friends just to tell them all the beautiful things about them Aww. like I, I remember calling people up and be like and someone was at dinner with like a girl and like no, just go, go to your car. I need to talk to you right now. and You're going to listen to me. These are all the beautiful, like it was like coming out of me. It was, it was incredible and mm-hmm. they were amused and you know, <laughs> what's That's going amazing. on with you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Don't mind me, just on some magic mushrooms and MDMA, it's all good.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I'll mention also like if, if someone does use MDMA, it's a great way to, if you're ever, if you're ever having a really difficult trip. And you need like a little bit of extra help. If you take a half dose of MDMA, it can really smooth things over because the difficulty comes from the resistance. It's like you're blocking yourself. And what M does, it'll it'll open you up again. So mm-hmm. I, I don't say it so that people just, you know, randomly combine MDMA and shrooms, but it is a great way of... Um, if you need that extra help and you're having a lot of difficulty with trips, maybe you're going through some trauma, you're reliving the trauma on the trips, combining mm-hmm. a little bit of M with the shrooms or with LSD or even DMT can be very powerful. Wow. Yeah.
1: I haven't done MDMA yet. Uh, it's like on my list, but yeah, in a in your set and setting, right? Not yeah. on a like, let's do it and go to a rave. And if that's your thing, absolutely, 100%. But I felt like I abused alcohol in that way that now that I'm on this journey, doing that with these medicines, whether they be be psychedelic or like a medicine or the synthetic, if you are using it in a way that I want to go into things, I want to open up my heart, like I Mm -hmm. want to experience love throughout like my entire energy body, it's so different than
0: yeah playing
1: i guess would be the best way
0: for me the most important thing is intention so if you do anything with intention it's going to work out a hundred times better so even Mm -hmm. like even drinking alcohol although it's you know you could call it a poison or or not necessary uh for Mm -hmm. humans if you do it with intention probably it'll be a a more curated experience for you than if you just Mm -hmm. randomly do it uh you know, because someone offered it to you. So I think with M especially, it's like, and, and with shrooms and honestly, any, any plant medicine, you want to really be like, tune into it right before the trip. I like to tune in and say, do I have permission to do this? Mm-hmm. Do I have the green light to go into this space right now? Am I, why am I doing this? Am I doing this for the right reasons? Am I doing it to escape or am I doing it to learn? Um, what do I want to get out of this? Uh, And even like a general intention of, I just want to, I'm curious, or I want to learn, or I want to uh, explore the mysteries of reality. So it doesn't have to be super specific, like I need to work on the relationship with my mother. (laughs) It could be like, it could be just, hey, I'm a student of the universe. I come with a pure intention. I'm not gonna Mm -hmm. abuse this, open the doors for me. And just Mm -hmm. that intention, it's like a prayer almost. It, it will help guide your trip
1: uh, mm-hmm.
0: than if you just like willy-nilly eat a bunch of shrooms and expect to have a good time.
1: Yeah. Like, let's just help this pound of mushrooms. Don't do that, people. Um, Do you use intention with like all areas in your life then? Like when you're eating and like when you're even showering and like stuff like that?
0: Ooh, I should. That's a great... I, <laughs> I don't do it with showering. <laughs> I shouldn't start doing that. <laughs> Where I use it the most is um, with people. So like Mm -hmm. if I'm jumping on a podcast or I'm meeting someone for dinner or I'm hopping on a phone call with someone, I always like to like tune into like, what is the intention of this call? Mm -hmm. And even if there's no clear intention, then I create one. Like let's have fun. Let's have a deep flow of conversation. Um, So people I'd say. Uh, Also any decisions around business or podcasting or YouTube. It's like um, something my friend Steve said, which was really great, which is you can, there's an unlimited amount of intentions that you can set forth. So he says, don't be afraid of like sending out hundreds of intentions a day. The more intentional you are, the more, it's like the more chances you have communicating with the universe and really telling it what you, what you want to happen in your life or how you want to direct your experience. I think like directing is a good word. It's like, even if things are happening uh, in your life, almost like these outside circumstances, you can direct how you move through those circumstances. And that alone is, it makes a huge difference.
1: I love that. That's, yeah, directing it. Is life happening to you or for you?
0: Yeah. And so like, for example, you mentioned Thanksgiving. If you go into it of like, okay, uh, I don't know if I should do this, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go into this and just be social and gregarious and have fun. That yeah. will guide your intention and, and yeah. that that will help.
1: Yeah. It was still a great experience and the food was amazing. So I'm very happy I went. Yeah. And at the same time, you you saw me when I first started this conversation. It was like well, way up here. Gotta come down here.
0: <laughs> but I like what you mentioned with the food. And I, I know I should be doing it with food, and sometimes you just forget. Um. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely something I'm going to incorporate. Of just feeling the gratitude of even just like for a simple coffee like thank you. Right? Yeah. Um, I like to go to bed at night saying the words thank you and just mm. feeling into like thank you for everything. Thank you for mm-hmm. the beautiful sleep I'm about to have. Thank you for the coffee the next morning. You can be thankful for even things in the future, which is mm-hmm. kind of fun to do. Um thank you for the amazing day. Thank you for Having a mattress, having a bed to sleep in, like, it's, Mm -hmm. yeah.
1: Yeah, I have a, I change up my routines and what I do, but I have a mala necklace and going through when I first started Mm -hmm. it, like 108 things that you're thankful for. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to do this. And then, but you think. The sheets on my bed, the bed that I sleep in, this floor that I'm sitting on, like the fact that I have a mala necklace in my hand right now, like there's so much. And when you think of it and you actually focus on it, it just like it grows and it expands. And it's like, there's so much to be thankful for every single moment. Yeah.
0: There's a great author, uh, Wallace Waddles, who lived in the 1900s, and he wrote, when you send out gratitude to God you are making a connection with that divine power. It, mm. it cannot fail but to come back to you in some way. Yeah. It's like whatever you send out, you're going to get back. So if you are in a pure, grateful heart, truly feeling that gratitude, he says you cannot fail to communicate with that divine power. It will hear you. Mm.
1: Were, did you always believe in God?
0: I think so. I... My family is Christian, but not not super like, you know, we weren't strict Christians, but you know Easter and Christmas and all that. Um, so I think there was a sense of God instilled from a young age. I always felt like there must be more to life than mm-hmm. just the 3D trees and rocks and grass like and also then the older you become, the more you realize how intelligently everything is designed like. Why is the moon the exact perfect size that when there's an eclipse, it matches the sun exactly, exactly to the, you know, it's like, there's so much. And then you look at trees and you're like, the way the trees grow. And then you ever see those pictures of like, um, a picture of a walnut compared to a brain and how like the microcosm of the walnut matches the the macro of the brain. And then mm-hmm. uh, I think what were the other, there was like fruits and vegetables that like they match exactly to the body parts that Lion's they help mane. you with. Lion's, Lion's mane. mane, yeah. So you look at the intelligent design of life and you're like, whatever design this is like, is incredible. This, it's yeah. like the true AI. <laughs> it's this all seeing, all knowing. So yeah. I felt that. And I think, you know, coming back to the DMT experience,
1: Mm. that
0: was a moment where I felt God. Yeah. I was like, this is it. This is yeah. what I've been seeking all my life. All my life, yeah. I wanted to see something extraordinary. Like, show mm. me a UFO. Show me, um, give me an astral projection out-of-body experience. Like, show me something that conclusively, definitively proves to me there is more to reality than meets die. And I was seeking it all my life and not really getting it. And then DMT, was was a moment where it's like, ooh, yeah, this is it, this is it, this is it. This this is so undeniable and so yeah. uh, visceral and tangible, and mm-hmm. this is not a hallucination. This is mm-hmm. this is peering behind the veil.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Do you ever have people tell you that they don't believe in God?
0: I, I'm not really around them. <laughs> i know right (laughs) i I tend not to meet them anymore Um,
1: anymore exactly (laughs) exactly like once you get into it
0: i feel like if i did it also wouldn't bother me at all because yeah you asked me how i was before the thc like i think in my younger days i was like very uh very intent on having these debates and like Mm -hmm. whatever was like uh on my mind i wanted to like Prove it to someone that this was true. Your ego. And yeah, probably, yeah. And and then now, just me knowing something is enough. Mm-hmm. I don't need to, like, a hundred other people could be like, yeah, but this is just your hallucination. And I'd be like, sure, okay. And then I'll just come back to my truth. Like, yeah. so that's been a beautiful part. I think psychedelics help with that and also just maturity growing up. You. Mm-hmm. You are able to easily disconnect from other people's opinions, but still receiving yeah. feedback and still seeing where their feedback could be useful to your life, mm-hmm. but being so centered in your own intuition and in your own truth that you don't allow other people to just sway that how they want. You, you stay in your center. Mm-hmm.
1: I like that versus like, even when you have a decision, cause I used to be the person who I'd go talk to like 20 people yeah. and now it's like, you can figure this out on your own. You can just talk to the person that you are, you know, you want to have that conversation with or make that decision, that big decision to dive into all this (laughs) breath work training. I don't have to talk to anybody because I know what I need in my life right now and what's going to shift it and change it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you meet people who, because I think that question of like meeting people who don't believe in God, I think there is a sense of, I'd like to to show them what I'm seeing on DMT, Ooh. what I'm seeing Whoa. on shrooms. So it's not a convincing, it's more like, I wish you could see what I see and yeah. and you can paint the story of what that means to you personally, because it's not my place to tell you what it is. But mm-hmm. to feel that divine power, whatever it is, I I wish that for every person on earth. Mm-hmm. And I think that's also part of the One Billion Humans mission of, I want a billion people to connect with that God essence mm-hmm. that is beyond a book or a religious text or a guru. It is, in a sense, themselves. We are yeah. all little pieces of God pretending mm-hmm. to be human, you know, mm-hmm. and... That is what I wish for every person on earth is, I wish to to show them through the help of psychedelics or breathwork or other tools, um, what it feels like to, to be in tune with that source.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't have those people enter my life anymore. Uh, it's interesting that you asked that because the winter solstice of 2020, I went to an event with a bunch of friends that I'd met through sound healing. And we were sitting on Lake Louise, which you probably know where that is. Mm-hmm. And we're all putting our intentions in the lake because we're Ooh. on it, right? It was amazing. I like, amazing. I like It was beautiful. And then um, on my way back, like I could feel Archangel Michael like protecting me. And it was a snowstorm, but I could like feel these wings over top of my truck. And I was like, okay. And I'm new to this whole journey and like really, really waking up. And from that day forward, for like the next year, the only people that came into my life were spiritual and on the same path.
0: Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. And
1: I was like, that's that mirror thing that comes in. Once you figure that out, you're just like, whoa, (laughs) okay. (laughs) Like every energy you're putting off.
0: I I feel like we move through timelines and dimensions constantly, Mm -hmm. uh, but very imperceptibly. So it feels like you're living the same life. It's the same constant dream. But mm-hmm. actually, you're moving through different dimensions. And I feel like where it's obvious is with the sorts of people that come into your life. You look mm-hmm. back a year or five years and you're like, I am in a completely different dimension. Because oh, yeah. just the people that you're meeting every day and it becomes normal. Like for me, it's so mm-hmm. normal to meet someone and start talking about shrooms. <laughs> but right. but I know Not for everybody. sure. I know for sure for some other people, it would be like, a once a year type of conversation with someone that they deeply trust. Mm -hmm. Whereas, so it's really interesting to move through dimensions. And Mm -hmm. maybe to anyone listening, I'd recommend like thinking about what sort of dimension do you want to live in? Maybe Mm -hmm. right now you're surrounded by people you don't really resonate with and that's okay. But start visualizing and feeling what would it feel like to live in a reality Where every second person I meet is vibing on my level or vibing on the things I'm into. And just the act of visualizing it, feeling it, uh, falling asleep in that feeling, waking up in that feeling, you will start moving through dimensions and it'll be slow and imperceptible. Just like going to the gym, you're not going to see results for a few months. And then all of a sudden you look in the mirror and you're like, it is working. Amazing. (laughs) So, but you got to stick with it. you got to stick with it. And that's what people forget Mm -hmm. when they try to manifest or move through dimensions or timelines. Cannot Mm -hmm. be a one-day thing. Cannot be a one-week thing. You've got to stick with it.
1: Yeah, the consistency is the key for sure. I'll share, because you're speaking of like timelines right now, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'll share uh, my LSD journey that I did like a month ago. It was close to where I used to work, downtown Calgary, like in a house that was maybe 10 minutes driving. So I'm there and I'm there to work on the traumas that happened when I was a kid. And while I was sitting there in the middle of it, I saw the different timelines, like very precisely of mm-hmm. me being very successful in this corporate career to where I am now, like doing the work and helping other people with this stuff, right? And like I saw her sitting in the office, like doing her job and she was all decked out and all this fancy corporate stuff, not as many tattoos. And I was just like, I wouldn't change a single thing right now. And I'm so grateful that this is the path that I'm on. But it was so trippy to see like, because it was five years ago that I left and just seeing those different timelines like that, it was like, whoa. Yeah. It's, it's wild. I feel
0: like like psychedelics open us up to visions of the future. Mm. But it's not Mm -hmm. the way that you would see in a cartoon or a movie where it's like this crystal ball and you see exactly everything that's going to happen. It's more like you just start feeling into things and you're like, Oh, I know where this is heading and this is heading right? in a good direction or the opposite of like I know if I do this I'm not going to like this <laughs> in a month. So, mm-hmm. um yeah, especially on Shrooms I start feel it's almost like seeing the tree structure of all the timelines and I'm here in this middle point and all these branching out of timelines mm-hmm. and what the Shrooms do so well is they show you the highest timeline for your destiny, for your soul path. It's like, this is the highest vision for you. And here's some homework to help you get closer to that frequency. And it's okay if you don't reach that pinnacle of of your highest timeline, but here's some help. Here's a hand. And that's why like doing shrooms, let's say once a month for years and years and years, you slowly start closing in on that timeline. And before you know it, every person in your life is is doing shrooms, and you're running a podcast about shrooms, and um, just life becomes this adventure, and mm-hmm. it's it's beautiful.
1: It is definitely beautiful. And I had a really good question that I got distracted with, like, (laughs) just follow the shroom journey and everything will be great. (laughs) It'll come back to you. Oh, it will. Um, Oh, with everything going on in the world right now and, like, more people getting into this work and more people doing psychedelics in an intentional space, can you personally over in Bali, for those of you listening, James is in Bali and I'm in Canada, um, but can you feel the vibration of what is happening right now?
0: Yes. And what are I, your
1: thoughts on it?
0: I feel like as humanity, we're all becoming more and more aware. Mm-hmm. More aware of, more more aligned with truth. So it's interesting because the last couple of years, there's been a lot of, manipulation going on but equally more and more people understanding the truth of what's going on so you know like how what is that famous quote of like the truth um you can't hide the truth for for so long so i feel like all of these substances like psychedelics and also breath work and and people are finding ways to align themselves closer to what is the truth reality so to answer your question do i feel the vi- i i feel there's a shift i feel there's a shift mm-hmm. and it's like just having this conversation with you for example right it's like 5 years ago neither one of us was i mean i, I was not in psychedelics but were you no and and yet I, here, I drank here a lot yeah and it's like to watch the shifts that happen in us and then see other people start their journeys now. And you're like, mm-hmm. yes, let me help you. Let me reach out a hand and give you my mm-hmm. top 10 tips for having a good shroom trip, because it's yeah. the least I can do is is pass down that uh, the insights I've gotten, while mm-hmm. also understanding there's a whole journey ahead of me and lots of learnings and things that I still have to learn. So I feel like we're all on the path. And more and more people are um, disconnecting from the path of money or status or fame and they're connecting with what does my soul want yeah and because none of that is worth it if i don't if my soul is not fulfilled Mm -hmm. who cares if i have a hundred thousand or a million or whatever it's it's like how do i feel about myself Mm -hmm. how do i feel about myself when i look in the mirror um when i go to bed at night what am i thinking about that's going to give you like all the homework you need for, for okay. what you need to work on.
1: Definitely. Have you, when you do your, I'm guessing you're saying the once a month
0: sessions a month, because yeah. you,
1: you do them. Do you ever sit in ceremony when you do them or do you just do them individually with yourself?
0: I do them individually. Yeah. Okay. I, I'd like to explore some ceremonies. I know that's been impactful for you, right? You, mm-hmm. You've you done some ceremony work. Um mm-hmm. I like the individual solo journeys because at this point, I feel like I can navigate that terrain on my own. Mm-hmm. And also, it allows me to just fully let go and and not uh, look out for any other energies and just be with yeah. my own energy. That being said, um, with with ayahuasca, for example, yes. of course, it is in a ceremony and that that's hugely helpful. And I mm-hmm. would not recommend doing it any other way.
1: Mm-hmm. I was going to say, unless you're on a beach and you want to talk to the ocean and tell everybody around you how amazing
0: the ocean is. You listened to that episode, right? (laughs) I love it. That was
1: great. I was like, he's right. He's so right.
0: (laughs) None of you are seeing
1: this.
0: (laughs) That was such a beautiful trip. Um, For those listening, just to give a bit of context, I took these shrooms and it was supposed to be... I wanted a deep trip and then it was like a medium trip. And I was like, oh, like I want to go further. But then I realized, you know what? This is a good thing because on this dose where it's like still kind of light, I can go outside and I can, and uh, I don't have to stay inside and be in my own space. So I went to the ocean and I sat on these stone steps overlooking the ocean. And it was 11 p.m. or, or midnight. And I'm looking out at this ocean. And seeing it for the first time, seeing the actual detail of the waves, the froth on the waves, the little droplets—like, ah, uh, it was so so beautiful. And there was a couple people on my left and my right, and they were socializing or on their phone. And I'm, I wanted to yell, like, "You have to see this! This is so amazing!" <laughs> but I equally I understood, you know, when I'm in my day-to-day state I also don't really see the ocean I don't Mm -hmm. see the trees I just I'm thinking about work where I'm thinking about what I need to do for the day and on the psychedelics it's like all the filters are removed Mm -hmm. and you're actually seeing the trees you're seeing the stars you're seeing Mm -hmm. the moon I was looking at those like the stars and just connecting with that energy and so so beautiful
1: It's a great episode. I'll definitely link it below because I was like, this is like, yes. (laughs) I'm so. You're all missing it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It was a great episode. Uh, Speaking of which, how do people find you, my friend?
0: They can find me at jameszander.com or uh, by searching for the James Zander Trip on Spotify (laughs) or Apple. Uh, And there's also a YouTube channel Uh, where I post all my videos. And of course, the most important thing, 1billionhumans.com. Yes. If you're into the mission, or even if you just are curious about the mission, you want to learn more about psychedelics, 1billionhumans.com will give you resources. I have a PDF guide on how to trip and, and just to help people start on their journey.
1: That's so cool. And I am definitely in for this, uh, this experiment awesome. and i know some people that will also join me so
0: thank you thank you it means a lot to me
1: oh yeah i'm i will definitely help as much as i possibly can okay before uh we wrap up if you could use one word to describe your first psychedelic experience what would you use
0: Layers. Ooh. I remember on the LSD trip, the very first one, looking at my reflection in a puddle Mm -hmm. and I could literally see the layers of ego and protection that I was putting on myself. And I was like, that's not me. There's a deeper part here underneath. And that's where the potential of the psychedelics, I was like, if I keep working with this medicine, I'm potentially going to be able to remove these layers slowly Mm -hmm. one by one, to get to that core authentic part of me so layers
1: (laughs) that's really that's a great one i love that and for all of you out there definitely go listen to his podcast because he talks about lots of his journeys interviews incredible people and i'm so glad that i just googled or spotify actually psychedelics and you came up so thank you so much james for your time and your stories and i look forward to sharing you with the world
0: Thank you so much for inviting me. It was such a pleasure. Uh loved your questions. That last question, that's fantastic. I don't know how you came up with that. That was really, really good. Know. And uh, I love that question. I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna take that for my podcast, if you don't mind.
1: Let's do it, 100%. <laughs> that is
0: such a good question. Um, <laughs> such a pleasure to connect and grateful for your presence and your, your podcast. And uh, let's keep vibing.
1: Yeah. Thank you, my friend.
0: Thank you. Hello, beautiful soul. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you learned something today, and I hope this episode helped you in your psychedelic and spiritual journey. If you enjoyed this podcast, you might enjoy my other podcast, The James Zander Trip, where every week I bring a fascinating guest onto the podcast to dive into psychedelics, mindset, and spirituality. Search for The James Zander Trip on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts, or visit jameszandertrip.com. I recommend listening to the first episode, where I dive into ayahuasca with my friend Jacob and his wild experiences on psychedelics. And if you want to stay connected with me, join my free newsletter at jameszandertrip.com. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode. This episode is sponsored by magicmush.ca. If you're looking for an online dispensary for magic mushrooms, mushroom chocolate, and other high-quality psychedelic products, head over to magicmush.ca and use the promo code JAMES to get 25% off. Thank you for listening and have a beautiful trip. If you enjoyed this episode, you might enjoy my brand new audio course, Unlock God Mode. Unlock God Mode is a four week experience where every day you'll get a 15 minute audio lesson that gives you frameworks, tools, and perspectives to upgrade your relationship with life. In the same way that mushrooms give you insights that help you up level in the video game of life, I designed this course to do the same thing for you. I've compiled every lesson that I learned through psychedelics, through meditation, through my spiritual work, through life. I've put my best tools in this course so that no matter who you are, if you choose to go on this adventure with me, you're going to learn some amazing frameworks, you're going to learn to see life with new eyes, you will improve your relationship with life, and by extension, your life will improve. If you're interested in more details, go to jameszander.com slash godmode, or use the link in the show notes. Use the promo code shrooms for a special discount. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I deeply appreciate you feel free to reach out to me through my newsletter. Go to jameszander.com to sign up. I'd love to connect.